Hey guys, this is week three of our hashtag Nats Vegas recording sessions. This week it was with my dear friend John Nix, full professor of voice at the University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, I've, I've collaborated with him on some things. He's been a mentor and a friend to me for a long time and I was thrilled. We sat down over a very quick coffee break between sessions and so this episode is not super long but it's a great conversation. He talks quite a bit about his amazing relationship that he had with Barbara Dosher, who was one of the great pedagogues of the 20th century. Um, she passed way too young, and um, and he just some wonderful, wonderful memories uh, shared there, and just some just some good stuff, some good information on vibrato, and and then some awesome some awesome vocal fry nerd interests at the end. So I hope you guys enjoy this week episode 35 with John Nix. You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Hey. Um, so I am here with my dear friend John Nix, who I am very grateful for in my life as a mentor and a friend and, and everything. Uh, was a great support to me through a dark period of my life professionally and very grateful for his guidance and uh, everything he does for a lot of people in the profession to be completely honest. He's an awesome researcher, been a singing teacher for many years uh, at the University of Texas San Antonio and I'm thrilled to have him on with us. So awesome. It's a pleasure. Thank you for sitting down. So John and I, gosh, we met I guess probably when you hosted PAS in San Antonio. Yeah. What year was that? 2009. Nine. Yeah. And then uh, we did a project together uh, yep. on, on vibrato. You've done a few things on vibrato. Yep. yep. Well, how can how, what, how can they find those? How can our listeners find those studies? Um. Well, the one we did together is in Journal of Voice. Yeah. Uh, it was. I was lead author, and then you and uh, Kim, James. Kim James and uh, Sheila Allen, and that's in Journal of Voice. So. With that, I'm often asked by people, still, what is vibrato? And since you have studied it, okay, what is vibrato? Sure. Well, vibrato is a fairly regular variation in a number of parameters with voice. So, um, the one we're probably most familiar with and most obvious for us is the oscillation of, of frequency, but there's also oscillation of intensity. Um, so there's you know like a, a, an intensity vibrato. Um, there is oscillation of um, slight variation in formant frequencies because things are moving around. Um, there's gosh, there's oscillation in air pressure and mm. things like that. So. But the, probably the most obvious one is the oscillation in frequency. And we talk about vibrato in describing it in a couple of different ways. So there's the, the rate of the vibrato, how many oscillations of the frequency up and down. 
uh, per second. And then we also talk about the um, extent of the vibrato, how wide of a swing is there in the frequency. Uh, we also talk about uh, the vibrato jitter, basically how regular is the vibrato cycle to cycle. Um, and then there's, you know, obviously the intensity vibrato, uh, and we can look at these things, you know, over a span of time, say five seconds, and have like the mean, you know, so there's all sorts of measures. Um, one of the things when I'm asked that question, I'm always like, well, and you just described it perfectly, it's not one thing. That's right. <laughs> it is a, I, I sort of refer to it as a construct. Vibrato yeah. is a construct yes. of multiple factors. Yes. And, and uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, and you just put it much more succinctly than I usually do, because <laughs> I tend to ramble on and about get distracted and sidetracked. So do I. <laughs> I think it's a voice type thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a balding tenor We are both thing. tenors. It's a balding, it's a balding tenor thing. We are both balding tenors, and there you have it. Uh, maybe balding tenors make good singing teachers, though. I don't know. Uh, I hope so. I, 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 do, I do, too. Uh, there's, there's enough of us. Um, <laughs> so one of the things I'd love to hear you mention on the podcast is that you were uh, a mentee of Barbara Dosher yeah. many years ago. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and you know, if you could, if Barbara Dosher, who wrote the functional unity of the singing voice, very famous voice pedagogy text, still used from practical application. Um, some of the science is now sort of, you know, moved moved on, but but, but incomplete or incomplete is or, a good word. Or revised, revised. Yeah. Um, what, what's a, one of the, one of the sort of great Barbara Dosher stories that you can share with us, or something you really glean from oh, her? Oh my gosh, so many great stories. Um, Okay, this is maybe the nicest one, but <laughs> uh, well, she—I'll I'll skip that one. She um, she really had me pegged. Um, she really had me pegged one day in a voice lesson. We were doing a particular vocalese. Um, it's like a kind of thing, and we did it on D major, and then we did it on E flat. And we did it on D major, and we did it on E flat. And then we did it on E major, and then on E flat. And then on E major, and then on E flat. And she looked at me, and she says, so you're standing there thinking, well, it wasn't right on the E flat. Why is she going back to E? Which was exactly the thought in my mind. <laughs> and, and she looked at me, and she shook her finger, and she said, the problem with you, John, is you think too much. <laughs> Not that we've ever been guilty of that. So she, uh, we were kindred spirits in a lot of ways. That's great. I, I miss her. I, I think she would be... What year did she pass? Uh, 1996. Six, that's what I thought. Yeah, and I just submitted an article uh, to the Journal of Singing, Last summer, I spoke at the Nats uh, mm -hmm. workshop yeah, about her, workshop. and I kind of synthesized that into an article. And Great. I've taken some time over the last uh, year or two taking audio recordings of some lectures of hers and and getting them up on YouTube. Oh, great. And um, and the article has a compilation of everything she published. And, you know, just a little, it's like an annotated bibliography. Oh, okay, great, 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 great. And also, um, her late husband 
gave me a video of that was part of her promotion package, I think, to Full Professor. Uh -huh. And it's a video of her teaching a, a pedagogy class on uh, corrective techniques. Oh, and I'd so love it's about to see that. it's about it. And if you just YouTube Barbara Dosher pedagogy class, it comes right up. Oh, great! And. Um, it's from, I think, 1983 or 1984. Oh, okay. And it's a nice real slice of what she was like. That's great. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's wonderful that we actually have some video things as we get, yeah. you know, more modern. And I think those are the only, that's the only video of her teaching. Listening, available. when we were in Los Angeles at the Bernard thing, listening to the Bernard tapes. Yes. And some of the Bernard teachings. We don't, we don't have video of him, though. I mean, no. well, we have some of the, we have the, the videos that came with the book. Yeah. I mean, that they did in Groningen. But but the we don't have a lot of yeah, videos. Those, I've listened to those you. and just to hear his you know well let's try that one again this key and he has that distinguished voice of his and yeah and, but yeah a, a student of mine spent a whole semester going through those and and you know notating everything he said transcribing really? them. Yeah, fantastic! I didn't. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I look forward to, to seeing the, the piece on, on, on Dasha. That'll be that'll be really good. I actually tell one of the stories that you told me to my classes a lot. That you told me a story, and I think it was about your wife. You were observing Kathy in a lesson with Barbara, and and basically she didn't say anything to her for like a half an hour or something. She well, just had her not sing. A, not a not, not a half an hour. And that was but, actually. But it went on for a while. Yeah, that's actually very typical. Um, and it really, um, it really agrees with what we have been learning about motor learning uh -huh. in very sparing feedback, promoting learning, and and that the variable schedule of reinforcement or of any kind of feedback really promoting learning. So a very typical lesson, you would come in and after a few pleasantries and so on, she'd go over to the piano and and uh, she'd say, okay, well, let's do, you know, it would be like, you know, yo, 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 some simple scale-wise pattern done at a very deliberate pace and you would do it and she would just modulate to the next key and she wouldn't say anything. She would just sit there, watch you, and every once in a while she'd go, hmm, and she'd, or, oh, that was a really good one. Or, you want to do that one again? And, 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 and this would go on five minutes easily, sometimes a little more. And she would get done, you know, and she'd say, you have any questions about that? And, and if you did, you'd talk about it. And, and if not, she'd say, okay, now let's go on and do... And she gave you time to settle down. And it gave her a chance to kind of get a barometric reading on where you were, wound up, were you breathing calm. And it gave you a chance to settle down and, you know, get your body alignment and your breathing in sync. And she wanted you to come in cold. She did not want you to warm up before you came. She wanted you to come in cold. One of the things that I've always been impressed with with you that I think I, I gleaned from you partially is that I always feel like you know everybody because you you go to conferences regularly. You actually are active in, both in Nats, in Pava, in, 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 in you know, we've both been to Voice Foundation, sure. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so as you have grown through all the things that you learned throughout your career, now full professor, you know, very fancy. Um, Thank you. What 
what has been sort of one of the things that you've really evolved away from maybe the things you learned as a student and, and, and early in your career that sort of evolved for you as you've grown uh, throughout these years uh, in all your travels and that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, well, I've been very blessed not only to have had Dasher as a mentor and then she recommended me for the Nats intern program where I worked with Barbara Hahn and uh -huh. Tom Hauser, two very different but very wonderful people. I probably couldn't find two more very different people. Um, and then um, getting to know Ingo Tietza, being in, in the Denver metro area, and, and literally I got to meet him by writing him an email and he called me. And uh, then I ended up working for him. And so uh, I've had some very wonderful mentors and met people through them. Um, I think one of the things that I have evolved with over time, um, and I and believe me, I, I mean, I love Barbara and revere what she gave me, but yeah. one thing that she didn't spend a lot of time on was breathing. She She was very clear about what not to do, but she was pretty hands-off about what to do. Hmm. And that's something as a singer and as a teacher I've really had to learn uh, a lot more about. And it's made a huge difference in my own singing. Sure. And, um, you know, there's the knowing it, the knowing about it, you know, that you get from reading Thomas Hickson's books, you yeah, know, yeah, and everybody so references on, Hickson. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and articles by him and, and Watson, and and knowing all the physiology, and going to a cadaver lab, and looking at what lungs look like, and the diaphragm, and, the, and all, that's knowing about, but that's not knowing how, and so knowing how, and how to transmit that how to people is some, something I think I've really grown Awesome. Over the years, awesome. you know, and I still got a lot to learn. Oh, man. You know, well, I, I guess I bring that up because I just, I, one of the things I admire about you and, and you know, Ken, Ken actually, the last time Ken was uh, Skyped for one of my classes, he was talking about being a lifelong learner. And my students were so impressed by him because here's a guy who's retiring from his job who's still talking about things that he learned that month. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I it, just read so and so's paper, and dot, right, dot, dot. yeah, and that that very much impresses me, and I think it's such a great lesson for anybody who's sort of young in the profession, whether they're just an undergraduate student or whether they're a, you know, they've been around for a while or whatever. I mean, I think that is a a great message just to be sending to everybody at every level of the profession, and I think that's one of the great things that Nats has done. I mean, I think I think we do a good job of encouraging that. And our leaders feel that very same way. I mean, yes. Karen Brunson is our incoming president. And, I mean, we've had conversations about new cool things that she's been reading and learning. You know, and she's been teaching at Northwestern and had, you know, very fine singing career. And you've got to keep learning because, um, and uh, uh, this is a daughter quote, you know, she, she said, you wouldn't go to a medical doctor who stopped reading uh, journals 20 years ago right. and, and, and stuck with what he learned in medical school, uh, you want somebody who knows the latest cutting research and yeah. is still processing and learning. And that's the same for our profession. That's exactly, that is exactly right. Um, we are here literally on a coffee break at Nats, so we're not going to go too long this morning, but 
one of the things that we do on Vocal Fry is we're all about nerd pop culture on Vocal Fry. But we're also all about Vocal Fry. We're very, we're very, we are very pro-functional Vocal Fry on, on Vocal Fry. Um, but uh, what are some of your sort of non-singing interests? Like what sort of, you know, it could be a book series you're into or, or movies, TV, a- a- any, anything. You listen to a podcast, whatever. Uh, I love to work out. And yes, you're an avid runner. I, I run and swim and um, that actually goes back to my background because I thought I was going to go to med school and go into sports medicine. Uh-huh. And I guess I sort of I didn't know that. did. Well, organic chemistry kind of killed that for me. Uh-huh. Uh, I did in a way, you know, it's kind of small muscle kinesiology. You right. Know? Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nerd things. Well, um, lately, my I mean, my son went to a wonderful high school and they read, you know, tremendous great books and so I'm catching up on great books that I didn't get around to reading when I was younger uh-huh. um, or rereading things I read 40 years ago in high school so I just finished um, rereading A Tale of Two Cities uh, I finished it last night and I'm starting The Great Gatsby today and just you know trying to feed some other part of my head than it's not related to singing. That's not related to singing at all. Yeah. And I love uh, Foil's War, which is a, a great British What is that? It's a great British series. Um, it's about a man who is a police inspector in Hastings, England um, during World War Two. And it was a it was a series on British television. F O Y L E, foil. F O Y L E. Yeah, it's called Foil's War, and it's a wonderful, wonderful series. And um, we had watched them all, and then, as kind of a guilty pleasure present, um, bought them for Christmas. Uh huh. You know, and so that's one of our our pleasures is. My wife and son and I will sit and watch one, and um, I, I've not seen any of them. Oh, and I love British fabulous. TV, so I mean, absolutely fabulous. Oh, I need to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have not. Uh, I mean, not especially seen that if you're into kind of historical-based fiction, you know, because you really learn a lot about uh, history through the show and the behind the scenes of some things that were going on in England that we really weren't terribly aware of in the States. So this this is the kind of stuff that, that, that I've wanted because one of my real sort of goals with everything we've done with the podcast has been sort of to show that the stuff that we do, which as a newcomer, let's say you were a newcoming graduate student coming into sort of maybe voice research or you were, you know, a singer coming into voice teaching, you know, or and all of the above. I mean, because nowadays sort of we all do everything, yeah. it feels like. Um, you know, one of the things I sort of wanted to do was just bring voice pedagogy and science out of the ivory tower and just sort of make everyone, help everyone realize that in the end, we're just people. I mean, we're people trying to have families, we're people trying to raise kids, we're people, your son just graduated high school. Yep. I mean, we're people trying to, you know, just live life, and, and it's not like, just because we have our name in a journal, or or we're on an opera stage, or we're whatever, I mean, we're still just people trying to... 
We still go to the bathroom. We still have to do the laundry. Yeah. I still have to cut the grass. Oh, I love cutting my grass. People, yeah. Yeah, people have a bad rap about cutting grass. I love I doing love yard grass. work. Oh, yard work is one, it's one of my favorite things. It's therapy. My my friend, you know, we both live in warm weather climates. Yes. Uh, John lives in San Antonio. I live, you know, in Mississippi. And people, like, look at me. My friends look at me so crazy when I'm like, oh, i got to cut the grass today. And I'm all excited about it. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, listen, give me the weed eater. Oh, yeah. Talk about therapy. Oh, I agree completely. You know, and just go up and rip bare an entire hill, hillside. It's great therapy. That is. A- and that feckle eating, you know. <laughs> it's so, a way to get out the angst. If you want to know more about Professor Nick's, you can go to the UTSA website. Yes, UTSA. Is it music.utsa.utsa.edu. And he also has a master's program in pedagogy yep. and performance. Yep. Uh, and so I highly recommend, if you're looking at that, uh, to look at UTSA as a possibility. Thank you. It's an awesome program. We also might have one at Mississippi College, so uh, you could also look at us. But but definitely <laughs> check out Professor Nix's program. And I'm just so glad that John sat down with me and had this conversation. Nats National, I said, I posted it yesterday on social media. Nats, in the end, is about family, community, and, and this networking and mentoring. And, and, and I'm so glad that Ian had set up the whole mentoring thing that we did at this yeah. conference. I thought that was great. I'm meeting mine tomorrow. I've got two people tomorrow. I met both of my mentees already, and it was it was, it was really good. Did very different interactions mm-hmm. um, with, with both, and I'm sure yours will be different with, with yours as well. Yeah. And it was good. It was good. So I'm glad that we're doing that. Nats is very mentor-mentee-centric, I think, and that's certainly a hot-button issue right now in the voice teaching profession and in academia. Yeah, both. So anyway, thank you so much for You're welcome. On. We end with takeaways. One last thought for our audience. Ooh. Or what you had for breakfast this morning. Both are acceptable. Okay. Uh, I had milk and Greek yogurt. <laughs> Perfect. There you go, guys. Peace out. Thank you so much.